When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog It's the last one of the year It's the last one of the year Well for now, well for now We hope you've enjoyed the year With the wolf and owl I love, wolf I love your singing owl. vibes I love it you're so cute. You're a delicate little flower. Can I tell you something? I've got a little treat for you. So I had to post up a promo video for the New Year's Eve party. I saw it. I saw it, bro. Just watched it. Yeah. So it's a little clip of me being party room. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. what I don't understand about Instagram, my Instagram has got it's got an STI, basically. Go on. It's riddled. So as soon as I post, let me read you the comments I've got on this post, right? Waking up every day to see my withdrawal successfully notifications on my oh, mail is mate. the best thing I've ever wished for myself. Mate. You, my if fucking, I'd seen Linda long ago, I'd be a millionaire now. My anger's already boiling. And then this is one. I've got an offer you can't refuse. Can you tell me about it? Some woman in her underwear. Why am I alone with my looks? God bless you, ma'am. You indeed that God sent to planet Earth. Believed in her until I got my fifth payout. What the fuck is going mate, on? It's these fucking sneaky little pricks who who like they mate, they they go on. They're commenting on everyone's things with with these money making schemes. It makes me fucking, drives me fucking wild with anger. Because you know what it is like? It's, they're, they're, they're fucking trying, we're in a cost of living crisis, people need money. They're literally trying, they're on everyone's fucking posts. I know. No, I'm it's safe post, anymore. I'm just, I'm just trying to take people's money for New Year's Eve. Do you know what I mean? I'm just trying to do, just Mate, trying at to at least you're giving honest. something back. You get drunk, Ron, fucking leather, I don't know what you'd be dressed as. Like, you know, this mega party that you've got. It's a madness. Uh-oh. You're literally like, you're becoming like the sort of coolest bean that's knocking around, bro. Mm, you were looking for a name there, weren't you? But you couldn't get, you couldn't get one. One didn't come, didn't come to you. We, we've, had, we've had the briefest pre, normally Tom and I chat for what? I would say 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, before we actually start recording. Um, and most of that is probably stuff that's more suitable for podcast content than what we actually do. But yeah. today we're very brief because... Well, because we were late in, weren't we? Well, yeah, because Catherine got. Catherine said, "Let's get up, get up early." I said, "I've got the podcast," so she said, "I just want to go to the gym quickly." And then, mm. literally, she went to the gym. I said, "I remember I've got the podcast at eight a.m." Mm. And she was like, "Yeah, cool." And then she came in at twenty past eight, saying that she forgot I had the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it just shows how much she listens to me. <laughs> 
what was your what was your response to that how did you like do you get what what's your vibe do you get angry not really angry I, you know what i didn't get angry with that i got angry with the fact that now i came into the garage to record it's pissing down with rain all the yeah. wires got caught up in the door handle i nearly dropped my laptop mm. that stuff drives yeah. me wild but yeah. yeah if i'm honest with you I, I, I love all that i love all that when it happens to somebody else i love all that yeah but yeah i mean but when it happens to you there's a hand to the gods going oh yeah. for freaking christ's sake here we go what are we four minutes in i i don't um i don't know uh we're not even four minutes in oh who cares do you, do you get um annoyed with lisa if she did something like that or do you matter under are you like a, do you get would you say to her come on like as Catherine would say if i did that Catherine would go you're taking a piss here where well, i actually sort of... lisa's got a thing where um so first of all i have to appreciate the fact that We've got three kids yeah. and Lisa's, they've all got like, they've got 97 clubs a week between them. So I can't right. really get too annoyed if Lisa forgets that I've got something on, particularly as I'm not very good at communicating it. The thing that she does get annoyed about is, and I think this is slightly unfair, if I'm being honest, right. is that um, if I've got to go somewhere to a gig or something like that, and she runs late from coming back, she gets annoyed if I'm sat at the door with my bag <laughs> ready to go. Well, like you sit on the bag or like no, Paddington? Like, uh, basically, we've got like a little. So as you come into the house, there's like the little cloak bit. I know. I've seen your seating area cloak, yeah. when you come into your house. And, and yeah, and then you've got a little it's seat. Essentially, like a train there. station waiting <laughs> room. <laughs> anyway, sometimes I'll be sat there just waiting. What you sit waiting? In the... <laughs> That's insane. What you just sit in the. Well, I mean, I'm as you, as phone, you call I'm it, just, the I'm not just area. sitting looking. At, I'm not just sitting looking into the middle distance. I'm just sat on my phone, ready to go. Do you know what I mean? And I think she feels that that is a passag way of suggesting. You're a bit that. like like a keen Labrador when she's getting home, just sort of a little bit. Except I don't greet her. I just sort of uh, she comes in and I go fucking hell, oh, look at my watch, stamp your I feet a little up, bit, kick uh, your yeah, back, and then I head out. And then she'll go, "Sorry, I'm a bit late," and I go, "Don't worry." Like that, when actually I do want her to worry quite deeply about it. The I have the same problem in the fact that because of the nature of our jobs, I'm always very conscious that you know we you'll get you know an hour or two later than you are supposed to finish. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I I always try and be quite understanding. Yeah, but I, the, you know what things I don't the things that grate me are the little things in life. They really fucking like, I hate. Do you know what? I hate cables. Sorry, I fucking loathe. Is it, am I at your tour show? What's going on there? <laughs> Thanks for plugging the tour. Um, actually, tickets oh, are yeah. on sale. So, sorry, let's let's plug the tour, actually. So, is it, it's on sale now, right? It's on sale Underdog. Now. Yeah, Underdog on uh, bigtomdavis.com. Like Thank you. Thank you. I'm slightly disappointed you didn't consult me on it at all, bearing in mind that, you know. Yeah, but I'm then also, you, you dropped the coolest poster of 2023. The rest of us are just fucking playing for second best now. Well, do you mean the poster where I couldn't face having a photo of me on the poster again, so I just asked somebody to draw me? Yeah, you say that, but it's fucking absolutely sick. It's you smashing through the, smashing through, almost smashing through a poster. Yeah, that wasn't, my, that wasn't my, that was Jamie McKelvey, who's uh, uh, an incredible It is really cool, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but it got to the point where um, I thought I was going to have to do a photo shoot. You know what I love as well is like, you're looking in such sick shape at the moment. It's almost like, use that poster as inspiration to look like a fucking absolute superhero. Because <laughs> I, I still can't fathom... Oh, fathom. Fucking, here we go. I still there can't we get go. my... A little call back to the old drum cap. Anyway, go on. 
I still can't get my noodle around how good you look. That's very kind of you to say. Hey, man, you you do really really good. Thank you. Good. You two, you two, you two do. Oh no, you do too. You know the, the the thing as well is the beard is looking shiny. Are you out tonight? Uh, no, okay, you actually, to- I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned this because I'm not sure about this at all. If it, it, okay, this is quite. It's it's slightly fuller than it I've had it in the past. And yeah, but that's a, that's the nice Christmas vibe though. You, you let it go a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Do you tr- do you trim your own beard? I do. Yeah. When it's back, I'm, you know what? I'm really debating at the moment how long to go when I go back. Mm, now it's growing back. I'm thinking. Not too long. I'm like, I quite like this sort of like unshaven vibe. Also, shout out, by the way, um, to the gentle dentist who's got in touch for about a Visalign. I'm looking forward to that. My teeth, my teeth are genuine. You know when you get a little bit, like, think, like I've got such a thing about them now. Like, Catherine's like, you don't even smile properly in pictures. Yeah, do you know that the problem is, is that once you become fixated, so for example, if I just show you here, can you see that tooth there? It's like sitting back and the rest. Like yeah, there. yeah. So... I um I can't imagine that many people even acknowledge it, but once noticed, I became so. once I became fixated on it, oh mate, all I it's all about. I think it's about in all pictures. I can think about. I used to do a big also, cheesy grin. But spe- speaking of things on your face, I had an absolutely horrendous experience yesterday. Oh no! So I went to do the radio show the, uh, for the love of hip hop, yeah. and we were doing it. We're doing it in studio at the moment, and with a view to do, I don't know why I'm telling all this detail, but with a view to me doing it live uh, wow. at some point. Um, so we pre-record them currently. Anyway, I went to BBC. So as you know, when you go to the BBC building, you have to get your bag checked and yeah, you're yeah. not allowed in until somebody comes down to get you, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So Rafe, the exec, came down to get me. I had a chat with him in the lift. I went upstairs. I went inside, said hello to everybody. And then I said, I'm just going for a piss. Went in for a piss, had the longest, most attention-grabbing booger just swinging from my oh, nose. no. Oh, no. And I just thought that they all of them. It's like I've gone in to show everybody before I go to the toilet. Do you know what I mean? Maybe we should, maybe society, we should be more proud of bogeys and we should just lose the stigma of them. Well, I'm thinking about just, I, I'm thinking the problem is, is that my nostril hair is too long. Mate, I had mine done the other day. It was a blessing. When but you had it done, how do you mean you had it waxed. done? Waxed. You know, when you waxed. Put, you know, when they put a wax up your Did nose. You do, put, yeah. But have you done it? Have you ever done the home kit? Yeah. Mate, don't fuck with that shit. I got some in my moustache. That is exactly what happened to me. Absolutely awful. So bad. Took a lot of that moustache. They give you that little paper moustache, don't they, to cover it? It doesn't work. It's a real. I'll tell you what, mate. I love getting that. It's one of my favourite. I love that when they burn your ear, like do the stuff on your ears as well. It's such Mm. a vibe, man. Um, I think the the anticipation before they pull the thing out is pretty big, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they build it up quite a lot as well, don't they? They build it up quite a lot. That it's yeah, really going to hurt. And it doesn't really hurt as much. I mean, at the moment, I've got so much hair up there. I think I could probably go three or four times and then it would start hurting because it was, at the moment, my hair, there's so much hair up my nose. This is really disgusting, but um, thank you for that. Just leaning up to the camera there. Um, this is really disgusting, but when I pull the thing out, yeah. so, you know, so basically, if people don't know, you get these home kits, it's like a little cotton bud, but it's just yeah. plastic. You put the wax on the end of it, you jam them into your nostrils and then you leave yeah. them to dry. And then just as you feel like they couldn't possibly come out, you have to pull them out as hard as you can. Yeah. And I become fascinated with how many hairs are in the air. Oh, mate, same. Thing. I think you... It's obsessed. so addictive. It's like watching a fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> absolutely incredible. I, you kind of want, you know, when the guy pulls them out, you kind of want to take them home to show people. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> I had no mind You know how like people like keep, their, keep their tonsils or keep a gallstone or something maybe, like that in a little jar? Maybe that's what we should be like with bogeys, though, so we should, we should wear, like use them like jewellery or like fucking, like, you know, back in the day when people like fucking killed a woolly mammoth. Mm. If you walked into that place and you owned a bogey moment, you just, walked just up kept and went, it and then people Yo, go, you got a bogey. You went, look at that fucking beauty. Look yeah. at that. Just, I just went in the mirror. I know that you all noticed it. I just noticed it myself. Just wanted to say, like, yeah. very proud I, of this guy. I had guy. an opportunity to get rid of it. Didn't. Yeah. Because yeah, so I like should it, we do the show, Should we make a show? Yeah. And then all of your TV shows, you always have a big bogey. Have a booger. A bat yeah. in the cave. Yeah. I want, that's a really radical move, isn't it? I wonder if I could. Yeah, but you know what? What would be insane, right, is, like, three months down the line, you're sitting watching the Kardashians with Lise, right? And... Kim Kardashian's got a massive bogey in her nose. And Chloe's like, mm. oh my God, that's a sick bogey. And she's like, oh yeah, I know. I'm so proud of it. There's this guy, Romesh Reganathan, over in the UK. He's like the stellar guy for bogeys. He's always got bogeys in his nose. <laughs> you know, it literally um, becomes a phenomenon. Why are, they, why are they so embarrassing? They are so embarrassing. But bogeys, yeah, but this is a trouble. It's like anything in it. It's like if you take their their power away, if you turn around and like you you disable their fucking power and go right, okay, you little mug, you think you're gonna fucking fuck with my day and how people perceive me? You, you're a part of me now, mate. And then you start fucking glorifying them. I guarantee yeah. you, bogey. You, when you need a bogey, you won't be able to get one. Yeah, I wonder if we get to a point where people start cultivating them, Would you, but, as in they're they're you know like they sort of start twisting it and trying to lengthen it out oh and stuff nice like, and like really trying to get it get something going or maybe plait them oh yeah or you know what it's like you get someone who gets loads of but who's a known bo bogey grower just sit like because some people won't get any there's people i can think of now who'd never get like david beckham's never had a bogey in his life no but beckham's looking around going fucking hell i really want to get a bogey in my nose right so out of nowhere he basically starts fucking buying bogeys off bogey fucking growers It'd be, it'd be the sort of thing that, like, it'll end up blokes will be buying them off. I imagine they're already buying. There are probably blokes out there that are buying. There are women making their living off selling bogeys to perverts. Yeah. I've got no <laughs> yeah. doubt about it. They're already selling farts, aren't they? <laughs> Who buys yeah. a fucking fart? I know that people have talked to death about that. But also, surely, like, once you fart it in a jar, you get, like, what, two sniffs of it and then it's That's gone? That's what I think. That's what I'm wondering. It's like, I mean, how much unless you... you stick those things in the top and use it like a diffuser, <laughs> just, you, just sort of gradually spreads through the room. You want a blowback on this fart? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I caught a bit of your bad breath in there. <laughs> I don't really smell the fart, I could just smell your breath, your halitosis. <laughs> no, no, I'm, that was I'm, a... I'm I, I get, I've become increasingly paranoid about my breath, actually. Mate. Yeah, I know. It's a horrible thing. I've um, got chewing gum with me all the time. And then even after I have a chewing gum, I'm not convinced it's done anything. I, it, I, let me just be absolutely crystal clear. I brush my teeth twice a day. Same, 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 same. I'm, on top I'm, I'm of obsessed it. with that. But I'm, right. still, I'm still very, very paranoid. Can I just... And I think I'm paranoid because, I've, no, as you know, I'm hypersensitive to bad breath. Yeah, yeah, I know you are. It's, yeah, uh, but which worries me because I worry about it all the time. This is one of the worst. Right? Uh, I was at the recording of a show about a year and a half ago, right? Yeah. And one of the execs came down, started talking to me, right? Had a good chat. And about an hour later, they came back down to a chat and then they gave me these fucking chewing gums. They like, <laughs> I can't remember the name. They're like C12s or something. Like, they, they, like, like, it's a fucking famous brand. And she, like, she, she was just like, 
These are really, really strong. I love these. I can't, yeah, have you ever had these before? Trying to sell them. And I was like, oh, oh wow, yeah, God. yeah. She gave me the fucking packet, dude, right? So I'm like, she gives me a packet of fucking <laughs> chewing gums that specialise for halitosis. <laughs> and then expect, they expect me then to go out and be funny. But then you're sitting next to someone, right? And you're trying to go like um, crack a joke, but you're really conscious of turning around because oh, all you can mate, think of horrible. Is, I can't remember the name, but and it says on them like you know, like sort of like bad breath, fucking killers or whatever. You're like, oh my god, that person had them in their handbag, or they walked out of the first conversation with me, <laughs> turned around to someone like a runner, and went, um, "Where's the Tesco? See if you can get some C twelves for Tom Davis because uh, yeah, he can't. It's not fair on anyone else with that friend." Oh god. Isn't I'm constantly huffing. I've, I've become addicted to huffing into my hand. To see you want to lick the back of your hand, aren't you? I know, but then you sort of like, I want to do it all the time, so I can't just have a hand that's just covered in my own fucking saliva. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like a fucking Treat my cat. hand like a fucking toad. Like a cat. I'm really paranoid. And also, like, when... Have you ever got into a cab where the taxi drivers had bad breath and the whole yeah. cab smoked? Oh my god! Do you know the worst? Oh my cab drive. The worst driving experience I had was a guy who just farted. Oh. Like because you know what? It's this is what I've noticed, right? But if some, if you you in a relationship like mine and your relationship, whatever, if someone farts, right, and you laugh and you, you know, it, like if we all, we're all going to fart in front of each other. We shouldn't. That yeah. shouldn't be a problem, right? But it should be a quiet thing that's done and it's not a fucking big deal, right? If someone farts a loud, stinking fart and you don't go, oh, mate, fucking hell. Like, if you laugh and just make it socially acceptable, that person will be, like, I was in a car, I swear, right, driving back, long journey. And this person, um, I, I'd say farted at least 70 times. Wow. It was like a, it was like, they were, by the end of it, it was like they were squeezing out farts that they, they didn't have just to fucking, you know. If, you, if you're farting that much, you need to take a shit, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I even said, I said like twice, do you want to pull over to go to the toilet or something? And they were like, no, 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 I'm right. I'll be right when I get home. I'll just go when I go home. I don't like going to other toilets. Well, yeah, what's also not really nice is yeah. the fact you seem like you're going to the toilet here. Yeah, I feel like I'm in your toilet right now. <laughs> so, do you want to sort that out? It's it's such a weird thing, isn't it? My, my fart, my fart, so I, I've had to try and deal with so I used to have a thing where if I needed a shit, I'd be very particular. Well, I still am quite particular about where I take a shit, to be honest with you. You're a classicist. Yeah. Well, I get nervous. Yeah. So I, I don't, you know, there'll be some situations where I think I can't take a shit here. But since I've um, started tr trying to get to grips with that, this is so disgusting what I'm talking about, but start to get to grips with that. And what I mean is when I start to feel like I need a shit, I try and go for a shit as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fart ratio is, is absolutely plummeted really i mean i i, I yeah it's i reckon i genuinely i don't think it's an exaggeration i am farting i reckon 10 percent as much as i was even two years ago wow 10 percent less no as in 10 percent of my total like a 90 percent de decrease in the number wow. of times in the amount because you're, yeah. you're 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 yeah, I'm dump. I'm just taking you. action straight away. I'm going to need to deal with this. Because you know, this yeah. is a problem I think I've done myself. My internal organs, serious damage. You know, oh. when you're on set and you need a dump, and it's like, well, <sighs> we talked about this on here before, and it's just nowhere to go. The worst. Or, you know, you just, I used to be like that. Also, now, 
that thing is uh, so we're talking about like responsibility is not farting mm. sometimes i've held in a fart and i thought there's a good chance that tomorrow's front of the newspaper will be comedian explodes because this mm. thing feels like it's building up real fucking momentum yeah like it's incredible that you think you'd make it front page <laughs> mate are you if anyone in the world exploded because of a fucking massive fart inside them you'd make front page it'd no be in doubt. the daily star and it'd be next to gerbil sucked me off I love those headlines. <laughs> I love those headlines. I, I got a haircut share. like Jack Greenish and I've had 37 <laughs> blowjobs in the last hour. So. <laughs> They're so fucking good though, aren't they? Who's buying those stories? I mean, they're yeah. clearly making them up, I guess. Um, Tom, you do you drive? No. Well, you want to give me lessons? Actually, I'm gonna, that's my New Year's resolution, by the way. Okay. I'm going to drive this year. I'm going to learn to drive. I'd love to give you a driving lesson. But uh, here's the thing I want to talk to you about, which right. I can't really talk to you about on a level because you don't drive. Do you ever have that? Like, I knew you didn't drive, but do you ever have this where facts that you are certain of, yeah. you suddenly become nervous of in the moment when you have to draw upon them? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, course, for example... So, example, if I, 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 I'll be with somebody who I've known for ages. I 100% know their name. Someone else comes over. It could even be Lisa. And, 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 and somebody comes over. And in that moment, I, I stop being convinced that I know their correct name. Sorry, am I, your, am I, am I at your tour show? <laughs> <laughs> we fast forward to the end of January. Is this a work yeah, in progress? Sorry, man. I've just got to try some new shit. No, 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 no. No, but, no, I know but that mean. does no, happen no, no, to no. me. Yeah, it happens to me. I just mm. love the fact that you, you've, you've literally, that's a joke that I've, I've thought about trying to crack and you've just absolutely owned it because of the Lisa thing. That's, that was a genius in that joke. Um, uh, anyway, the point I was going to make before I got into that little diversion that's probably going to be in the Hustle Tour 2024 is um, that uh, I went to the gym this morning at six. Right. right? My God. Um, uh, it was still dark. Yeah. Nighttime driving or driving in the dark. I, I, don't, I think people underestimate how much more difficult it is than driving in the daytime. I know that right. sounds like an obvious thing to say. But I feel like people just think you put your headlights on and it's your hunky dory, but you're not. Wow. In fact, you know what? I, I think maybe it should be restricted. Wow. I don't know. It just feels. I, I, I did not feel complete. Well, you felt not, scared? I mean, maybe it's because I was tired, but I didn't feel completely on top of my game this morning driving to the gym. I, I respect the fact you got up at 6 a.m. I, 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 I got up at 6 and lay in bed for an hour procrastinating. Because what I wanted to do, I should have got out. I've got a gym here. I could have just walked in and just fucking had a workout. Yeah. I just lay in bed just thinking, oh, no, I'll just do it later. Yeah. And it, I'd have felt a lot better about myself if I'd just well, come out and had that workout. We work in a system where Lisa and I are alternating, and obviously because of the kids, we can't both go. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Like Catherine's had a workout this morning, as we've already Yeah, but we've, all, we've decided that I'm the early one. So, oh, wow. wow. So I'm going at six. And then I wake up and I go, I really don't want to get up. And then Lisa will go, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. But yeah. Don't I imagine. Mean, you take the first shift. But um, that's not what's happened. But then Catherine, so, anyway, Catherine has that thing, right? That she'll go, I, I want to wait. I want to do a workout at like seven or eight, which means I'll have to go in the one before because the one after mm. is just like, you know, you're getting into work time then, aren't you? So yeah. I've ended up having to do afternoon workouts or sort of evening yeah. workouts. Yeah. Well, the, well, gym, the gym that the gym that I go to, they've got some sort of like 
teenager plan or something like that, where like in the evenings or certain hours, kids are allowed in. And oh. so you basically go in there, it's like a fucking common room. Just no, you don't watch jizz all over chatting. the machines and stuff like that. And like, yeah, yeah. Gossiping. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, you fucking never get who Sarah's shagging or, you yeah. know, the Mickey fucking walking, smoking yeah, out. Or walking through, they're all talking about the fucking side men or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, mental. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and then you, should, you could just say, I fucking know those guys. Actually, do you know what? So I had an incredible thing happen. Uh, the other day I was doing, have I told this story about me being at Capital? I was at Capital doing press. Right. And KSI wandered out of, of doing some interview somewhere. And he's been on the podcast, on the hip hop, yeah. on my hip hop Save My Life podcast. I said hello to him. And um, he had a bottle of Prime in his hand. Are you aware of the phenomenon of Prime? Yeah, yeah I am. Yeah, I've seen yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen, yeah, youngsters. I've also seen people of our age getting obsessed with it, which I find slightly fucking muggy, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> I saw someone I know. I can't fucking... imagine seeing a man in his, in his 30s excited about... <laughs> no, this is more tragic because we're in our 40s and I saw a guy who's our age, like Christmas ready, he put, and he opened his fridge and he did a panning shot of about 15 bottles of this prime please stuff. Tell me, please tell me you wanted me out. Mate, I'll send it to you. I genuinely looked it. By the way, this is, is nothing against Prime. Prime. No, Can we no, just no, say this is nothing against no, Prime? I don't, want any, Prime. I don't want any. And hate. also shout out anyone of a certain age bracket who's that into something. Mm. If you're showing off uh, that you've got that much Prime in your fit, fridge, you're not far away from a guy fucking driving up to a school with a fucking packet of sweets. Yeah. That's enjoy, your, enjoy your Prime, R. Kelly. <laughs> uh, but... So, so KSI had a bottle of Prime in his head. My kids are obsessed with Prime, as yeah. they should be. Yeah, you know, but they're rightly the so, in the yeah, same way the kids are yeah. obsessed with sweets. Yeah, they're of the age that Prime is a thing. And I said yeah. to KSI, my kids are obsessed with this. They're always asking me to get it. And then, he's, and then um, he goes, oh, well, we can hook you up. And he basically sourced me a load of Prime. And, and wow. so then I, I went home and I told my kids, the, the excitement, I, I, I just don't, I couldn't believe, like, Alex came up to me, hugged me, and said, thank you so much, you're the best dad, because I've got some Prime. <laughs> you're like a, you're like a, it's like a drug dealer. Yeah. It is like That's, a drug dealer. You're like, but you're dealing in Prime, like, yeah. Yeah. Mate, but yeah. also shout out KSI for that, what a nice guy. It was very nice of him. He always strikes me like a, as a decent young man. Like, yeah, really and he has got no, he's got no reason to be, really, because um, if I'd made that amount of money and I was his age, I'd be an absolute thunder. You know I mean? Yeah, no, but yeah, yeah, mate. I, I just, I'd have gone. He just feels like whenever I see him interview, whenever I see him, I think, you know what? You seem like a decent, decent yeah. lad. I, I always find it incredible when people think that footballers should be nice, or they, you know, like yeah. I, I think you sort of think like a lot of these guys have come from nothing. Do you know what I mean? They're suddenly yeah. earning shitloads of money. They're getting everything done for them, and they're getting looked after. All of that. I mean, I'm not going to go into the lifestyle of a footballer. We all know what it is. They should all be pricks, right? I mean, but you know, they're they're being basically machine designed to be pricks. If any of them aren't, I think it's a fucking miracle. But yeah, but also the, the problem isn't the problem is the people around them. That's the whole like the people around them who because if you're told from me, look, me and you are told from a yet very. Oh, I don't know about you. I, I'm pretty. I'm guessing. I'm. I'm, I'm I was told I was going to be a loser pretty much from the age I could talk. Like from from as long back as I remember, I was told that not I wouldn't by, really not achieve. By your not by my parents, but by teachers, no. other mm. kids, uh, anyone, any club I joined, I was always told that I was going to basically not really amount to much, right? Mm. So that gave me a fucking a will to fucking just want to be socially accepted, right? I knew that mm. I wasn't going to be good at stuff, right? 
when you're amazing at things and everyone around you is telling you incredible things, like when I watched and that, you're Chris, amazing, and you're amazing at something that everybody wants to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. When right? I watched that, Chris, have you seen the Crystal Palace documentary about the young kids? No, I've not watched it. Is it worth? Absolutely, a, worth it's a brilliant. Screen? It's fucking brilliant. Uh, it's amazing, but it's utterly heartbreaking to watch as a parent. It's like because because you, you see the fine lines in who makes it and who doesn't. It's not necessarily all even down sometimes to talent. Yeah, you know, it's down to so many different things, right? Mm. And it really is. You realise just what, what the fine lines are between a kid that's going to make it as a professional footballer and, and uh, you know who's amazing on it, actually? Uh, Will Sahar, but Eze, who pay, plays for um, Palace. Yeah. He's fucking inspirational, man. He's a fucking really? G, that guy. Mate, he was let go by so many clubs. You know, but what, what's amazing is that his parents weren't obsessed with him like they, they they just supported him they weren't like oh yeah you've got to make because what you see in that is like you've got to make it you have to make it like my, my parents were at a point where if i turned up to a club three times i'd achieve something yeah, yeah. like literally just to have like be awful at something and keep on going back mm. they'd be like oh actually you know what we, we, we can't like you can't you can't you can't question his dog fucking determination in yeah. just being the worst at something he's absolute shit but he's consistently shit <laughs> everything yeah mate you're describing my fucking childhood bro yeah but 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 then that's given me and you right, a way of a, a pathetic need to be like light so we are the way that we are whereas it's if, given us a dreadful yeah. narcissism where we think an unplanned podcast where we do absolutely zero preparation is worthy of t- of broadcasting <laughs> but but if you're incredible like you say it's something that everyone wants to be good at yeah you know I know, you know, the yeah, sad and thing, that's, why, that's why I'm amazed by the, 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 the ratio of them being good blokes is so high. You know, the worst thing is, though, there's a, I could, and I'm not going to name names, there's a, two or three that I've met who were really nice lads and then have become absolute pricks, thunder pricks. Yeah, but that's kind of... Uh, yeah, no, listen, no, no, I'm not, it's, I'm mate, not saying mate, that's all right, but no, I no, get no. it. No, no, but that happens in our industry. It happens in every yeah. industry, but... I, I do sort of get it's it. It's a great show. I, I feel like... You, you, it is a great shame, but also you can often like, I don't know, if you think about it from their point of view, sort of go, if you're constantly, if you've, you, you, you know, being told no is so good for you. Do you know yeah, what I mean, yeah, I think, yeah. I think about that for my kids. I, I sometimes relish, not in a cruel way, but saying to them, you can't have that or you can't do that. It's, it's good for them. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. But by the way, speaking of which, I've just come back from uh finland right nice. so we went to santa's lapland amazing uh, amazing the boys. it's it's mate it's like fucking christmas turned up to a thousand oh. you know i mean like you arrive at the airport all of the staff of the the airline staff or the check-in staff are all wearing santa hats and christmas oh gear, mate handing out chocolates they're wishing merry christmas to everybody you get on the plane the plane lights are red and white oh okay? mate they're singing, they get the kids up on the mic on the plane to sing Rudolph and Jingle Bells and they play games and sh- it's fucking mad, right? It's mad. It's like, it, but, you know, I would say as an adult, you know, if you don't, if you have the slightest sniff of not being into Christmas, God help you. Uh, but it was like a, it was a magical experience. One of the things I noticed about our kids, and I've since had conversations with other people and I think all kids are like that, and I would strongly recommend you sort of make an attempt to tackle this with grace while it's early enough to do so attention their attention span like not i'm not even talking about their attention span their ability to deal with boredom is zero 
my, my like you know like when I when I I remember like going out with my parents and I'd be fucking bored so much. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. so much of the time, <laughs> just sort of sit there like a fucking dog. Do you know what I mean? Just like while people have conversations that you don't understand. I remember being on holiday with my parents. Said, my parents were the fucking worst, by the way, for making friends with other couples. Absolutely. Yeah. Just so every night we'd be, they'd be meeting up with a couple to fucking have a drink or whatever. And we just sit there quietly. Just sit there. <laughs> just not we, saying we, anything. We, would, we used to do the whole uh, going away with other families. Right, 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 right. So, so you have time to play. But then if you didn't get on with the other kids, it was weird. Yeah. So, so get, get, get this, right? We go to Lapland. Incredible experience, right? Amazing. Yeah. They love it. And I don't want to do them any disservice here. They were incredibly grateful. And we surprised them with it on the day. Or the oh, night wow. You we, surprised we them yeah. with it. Yeah. So like the oh, night before, we said, you need to pack some hand luggage because tomorrow we're going to Lapland. And they lost it. Like, it was a proper moment. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. was wicked. Anyway. We went to, we booked a snowmobile safari, right? Which is why they're in a sled. And then Lisa and I were on snowmobiles, like sort of trailing around them or whatever. And um, we went to get the helmets and stuff like that. And then we sat down outside the snow shop or whatever, waiting for the snowmobiles to get sorted out. And the kids start going, we're bored. I go, what are you talking about? (laughs) What are you talking about? We've just arrived at the activity. We've got the equipment. We're now waiting to be put on the snowmobiles. What what what, what are you on about? Like, how can you have the guts to say that? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's incredible. But they but like it's just like, but listen, I can't blame them. We we the number of times we're about to go out or we're about to do something, and we just give them you just sort of go, Well, let's just let them bring their their tablets with them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but this is the problem we've got now, is that even that, like, so Grace is what one years old, right? So she yeah. already is in a situation where as soon as she gets annoyed, because she's now getting like, if you take something off her, she wants everything. Yeah. So the other day, like, she was in the kitchen, I was making dinner. She pulled everything out of one of the cupboards, like everything, yeah. right? So I've got to do the cupboard lock things out, and you know, but, but there was nothing harmful in there. Pulled everything out, right? And then she gets something and starts pulling the like, lid, off, lid off it. And I was like, no, you can't do that. And she oh thing Can she... you imagine if you wandered in one day and she's just sucking away on an arse pebble? <laughs> <laughs> thinks it's a, thinks it's she an just ice goes pot. like this. <laughs> like she gets her hands and she gets really annoyed. Right? And I'm like, no, you can't no, you can't have that. And then I start putting everything back. And then she starts putting it, and we play a little game of that. Anyway, she she's doing this for a while, and in the end, I just was like, well, okay, cool. I'll just put Peppa Pig on the tablet. And I put mm. Peppa She goes, she says, by the way, Peppa Pig, right? I Like, she's one, so she doesn't know what's going on. I put on that music, and it is literally like, you know when you see, like, you know when you're with your missus and a song that they love hits the dance floor, and they're like, right, boom, we're having this. So as Peppa Pig comes on, Grace is like, what? Like, like she literally goes ecstatic for it. And by, mm. were any of your kids into Peppa Pig? Uh, they used to be. They've grown out of it. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, they'd be a bit slightly it. weird if they were. They'd, they'd... But Theo's still massively into it. <laughs> Daddy Pig is such a bad example of... Yeah, he's such a fucking idiot. <laughs> he's such a loser. He's just such a tragic... He's so, like... I'm so, like, look at... Like, I look at him, I just think, like... Like I've got, I've like, because Mummy Pig's great. Like Miss Rabbit's incredible. Daddy Pig is the only real sort of like he's the only sort of like male adult character in it, and he's an absolute fucking festival of fucking idiocy. He's yeah. like, 
Yeah, he's a fucking moron. But it's one the other day where fuck it, I was watching the other day, and Grace was pissing herself. She's one doesn't understand, but she sees a big bearded character with all the other kids splashing him when they go to the swimming pool. Yeah, I'm like, I know that that'll be. And you know what? The saddest thing is, I actually identify with Mr. Pig sometimes, like this morning with this whole gym example. At least you've got the respect to call him Mr. Pig. Well done for that. Have you ever seen a woman? He take I don't know. I mean, I'm going through because I've been. We've had them on. He takes um, Pepper and um, George to his work, and what does he do? This is a trick. You haven't really got an idea of what he does. Right. He, he introduced them to other characters who are there, and it, it, even that, I was sitting watching, going, Pepper's really not into this. You can see Pepper's just going, oh fucking hell! I, you know, thank God I've got my own cartoon, fucking franchise. I don't want a boring old job like Dad's got. It's fucking absolutely heartbreaking to watch. He's, he's yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, you're going to get to this stage where I, I thought my kids would be interested in what I do, and I've offered to take them to work, and they've got absolutely zero interest. When I was really? filming Avoidance, bearing in mind they want. To, by the way, they're into acting, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm doing, I'm doing a sitcom. <laughs> They're learning about the price. She does. Theo wants to be an actor. <laughs> His dad is one. He has that little respect for you that it's like, yeah, your dad's doing some acting. Do you want to come along? Nah. I'll probably, you know. <laughs> I've yeah. sort of applied through school to yeah. sort of see if I can get on a programme there. I can look online if I, if I want to look at things not to do. Thanks very much, Dad. <laughs> If we're doing a module on one-dimensional, uh, no-range performance, then yeah, I'll, I'll come I've down. I've just joined look. Masterclass, so Chris Hemsworth's done that. I'll just watch that instead. <laughs> Man, that uh, yeah. break my, utterly break my heart, I think. Yeah, it didn't really break my heart. I just sort of thought, yeah, fair play. You just got the new FIFA. Uh, right, should we do some emails? Let's, yeah, let's do a couple. Okay. Uh, thanks once again to the Swan Actually Room. Oh, I need to apologise to you, by the way. Go on. We, this is not in an email. Well, this is in an email, but we, it's not in an email that we're reading, but I did see this. So do you remember when we were talking about Fathom yeah. on the Drunk Podcast? And I said to you, I haven't got time to go through the entomology of every word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it turns out I used the wrong word. It's actually etymology. And wow. entomology is the study of insects. So wow. That, that's been pointed well, out. Yeah, you could be times. quite apt with that as well. Oh, I like uh, okay. Um, this is from the peer pressured battered fox. Wow, fucking hell. I know. Um, <laughs> so and much it says, go, go. Uh, Hi, Wolf and I. Firstly, thank you so much for brightening my day when I work from home as I listen to your sweet sounds daily from replaying every episode. I found myself in a situation which is that I'm pregnant. I'm with a partner in a relatively good, stable situation to have a child. Part of me is worried to tell friends in fear of missing out on social situations due to pregnancy and becoming a parent. Or that I will lose friends and some people may feel distant to me now as I'll be the first person in my friendship group to become a parent and have a different level of responsibility. I know that real friends would stick around on this new journey, but I'm fearful I'll be dropped and be perceived differently. It's making me feel worried about losing a sense of identity to become a mum as I still want that part of my life at times to remain part of this friendship group. I do feel that a different lifestyles may be on different pages when the baby is here. Some general advice would be great and how did you adapt to the life-changing event of parenthood and navigating a social life? Thanks again, and don't worry, I've not confused you for the Parenting Hell podcast. I've not heard of that podcast, but uh, thank you. Uh, from the peer-pressured, battered fox. Uh, um, Tommy D! Um, yo, it's, number one, it's very normal when you, any big change of life comes along to uh, 
feel worried about how your friends and your social group are going to perceive you or how they are they're, they're going to deal with the new you and your new life changes number one um i mean it's a bit different like you know i'm i've come to come to this game uh, as a parent a bit older you know um it's very sort of present to me that i'm going to be an older dad but it's for me this is the best time for me to have done it and the fact that i think i've, I've now got my shit together as a grown-up i sort of know what i'm doing i feel like I'm, I'm going to be a better father for that but i think the biggest point actually and it's it's a great leveler to work out who your real friends are is where when when you something like you know this happens when you get to a big life event you know some people will stay around some people will distance themselves there's going to be a whole lot of different reactions to it the only thing the thing i would say is and I, I never sort of got this until i became a parent is that i sort of give a less of a fuck about anyone outside that bubble of me catherine and grace that that's that that's now that that's that's my priority all the time is, is to be a good husband and as good a father as i can be and if anyone's not into that or anyone like doesn't doesn't go along with that i think you, you know you you've got a sort of you've got to prioritize that and i don't know we've talked about this on a lot uh, on this podcast a lot i've realized sort of as time has gone on that people i thought were the friends that i'd have you know well into my sort of 60s and 70s have sort of started disappearing and and you know and they've gone their way and i've gone mine and that's life and and you remember the rich fun times but yeah you, you have to look at personal growth and where you're heading and where your family's heading so what I would say is um, let's knock it out for Christmas, last bit of advice of the year. Do you. Be yourself. Enjoy it. You're a sweet, sweet soul, and you're about to go on the biggest adventure of your life, and it is one that I wouldn't change for anything. Big love. Thanks for the imaginative name. Magal. Uh, peer pressured battered fox. Uh, Tom's advice, as always, absolutely stellar. Uh, what I would say to you is this. First of all, congratulations. Uh, it's going to be an incredible thing. It's magical and amazing, and it's going to change your life for infinitely for the better. With all of that said, uh, I'm going to say something that sounds quite old-fashioned, but there is no denying that having children has affected Lisa's life more than it has done mine. That is the honest truth. And, you know, I'm a hands-on parent, and I get involved as much as I can, but by dint of me being out for work, and Lisa spending more time with the kids, it has affected her life more. So much to the point where, like, if I go out, it has relatively little effect on the running of the house. If Lisa goes out, she almost feels like she has to issue me a dossier of what has to happen while she's while she's gone. And, um, you know, it, 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 it is just how it is. And we've had to be conscious of that. And to be honest with you, Lisa had to be conscious of the fact that if I'm away with work, she's at home with the kids. And... She spends her whole time being called mum, which she loves. Obviously, she loves being a mum. But it's difficult. And, and you know, she has to be conscious of the fact of trying to maintain a life outside of being a parent and wife and, and having her own identity separate to us. Uh, and that's easily taken care of for me because I work a lot. And so, you know, you have that. Whereas she doesn't automatically have that. And we have to be aware of that. So the reason I'm saying all of that is that... Um, the fact that it's a concern to you already means that I think you need to take action on that. And what I mean by that is talking to your partner about how you are going to manage that situation and how you two are going to work together to making sure that you 
are able to still engage with your friends and engage with life outside of being a parent. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be, it's incredibly life-changing and it will feel very challenging at times. So there's no way, I'm not going to, I'm not about to sit here and tell you that your life will be completely unchanged after having a kid. That's mad. But I do think you can, if you sort of, with a little bit of foresight, forethought rather, I think you can sort of try and manage that more effectively. So rather than just waiting to see what happens, have a think about how you're going to manage that. And things will take you by surprise. It will be more challenging than you think it's going to be. And it will affect you in ways that you don't anticipate. And things will, un, unexpected things will happen. You know, for example, uh, one of our kids sort of quite early on in his life got really, really ill and for quite a long time. And so everything comes to a standstill, you know, and you you're just completely you know you have this whole new set of worries that you weren't aware of before it opens this door to emotion that you didn't necessarily realize that you had and so all of those things are going to happen you've got to be you know you just got to take the rough with the smooth when it comes to that but i think that in terms of like talk i think what you can do is talk to your partner about maybe setting up a system where once you've got settled in with your kid and you sort of you sort of know as much as you can do how things are working maybe get into a point where you go look once every this amount of time I'm going to go out with my friends and it's like that's set in stone. I'm going to have a night out or whatever, or I'm going to set up a, they're going to come to us for a coffee morning and you're going to take care of the kid or whatever. I don't, you know, I don't know what that is. I can't, I'm not, I don't know what your friendship situation is. So I don't want to dictate that, but I do think it's worth having a, like a think about how you're going to tackle that because it's obviously a concern. And what you don't want to do is just sit back and let that happen and then be annoyed when it does happen. So um but look i'm saying all of that because of your email the truth is it's going to be amazing and your friends will respect that you know it is one of those things where like there's always a first friend in a group that has kids and listen i'm not i don't want to start saying that the default situation is to have children because lots of people don't want to have children and that's totally fine but what i'm saying is you know you go through stages in life as a friendship group and and somebody's always the first first to get married you know whatever whatever uh, it's just a matter of managing that and and uh, and filling it out. So good luck to you, uh, peer pressured battered fox. Uh, I hope it all works out. Keep in touch. This is from the shy giraffe. Um, have we done this one? Have we done the one about the nose? I can't remember what we did on the drunk pod. Okay. Dear Wolf, Al Swan and Cat. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember okay, what yeah. fucking emails did we do. No, I don't think we drunk? have done. Yeah, I, I don't think okay, we did the show. I don't think we did. Dear Wolf, Al Swan and Cat, I absolutely love your podcast. And I want to thank you so much for putting a smile on my face, especially during those tough days. You both remind me that we all have hang-ups or things we fixate on. I've always had quite low self-esteem. Welcome to the podcast. And I'm trying hard to love myself and how I look. Double welcome to the podcast. My major hang-up is this. I have a big nose, one you would call a Roman nose. Amazing, I was never bullied at school and uh, about it. No one ever said anything to me or made comments to my face, at least. I had a couple of comments from dickhead lads when I was around uni age where I essentially told to fuck right off. But the truth is, it makes me very self-conscious. I'm a female of 30 and have recently had a breakup from a long-term relationship. My now ex-boyfriend used to make jokes about my nose, which after many years, I really had to drum into him how upset it made me. And he stopped for the most part, but he did give me a very backhanded compliment at the moment, t at one point, telling me he finds me very pretty, and if I did have a smaller nose, I'd look like a model. Fuck it now. As a newly single person, all I think about is what other people think of my appearance, i.e. my nose, my profile, and it makes me so self-conscious. Generally, I do think I can look pretty. I'm also fit and healthy, and I think I'm a good person, a good catch, as it were. But this is one aspect of me that I truly despise. Even when people talk about noses, I get very self-conscious, hot, red-faced. I can't bear it. 
How do I learn to love this one part of me? I've considered surgery, but I'm too scared to have something like this done. I want to try and learn to love imperfection. Any advice would be truly welcome. Lots of love, the shy giraffe. Um, Tomo. I find it really hard to give advice on this because I sort of, you know, we, we, I suffer with bits of th- these sort of things myself, you know. Um, for example, I, I don't know, look, when, when I first started losing my hair, I found that a really, really difficult thing. I found that a really sort of, the thought of being bored for the rest of your life and, you know, better people even now, I've, I've, I've been, you know, I've mentioned having plugs or whatever. Um, but, the, but then being bored has become who I am in a sense and it's become a part of my own, you know, sense of self. Um, I think, I, th- look, I really admire the fact that, you know, you want to love your imperfections and I think that's, I think we, we should all do that a little bit more. There's There's certain things like, you know, I, I've always like, you know, had a bit of a hang up about being sort of, you know, having your top off and stuff and, and just through acting and whatever and through one thing and another, I've sort of just learned to think, oh, fuck it. Do you know what I mean? And this is me. And I, I think as we were talking earlier about things, you know, at school or whatever, not being good at things and the, the life, the knocks are like, the thing, the hits that life can give you can make you stronger and it makes you who you are, you know, um, I think I think that's the thing you've got to look at, and a lot of these, a lot of the times when it comes to these sort of, you know, the imperfections and the, the the problems that we see in ourselves, most people wouldn't notice them. If if you were to say probably to a friend or whatever, right, well, you know, I'm worried about this thing, they would go, oh, I've never really noticed that in you, and it's just something that we build up. And actually, people give less of a fuck about those things than you do. And actually, the truth of it all is, if you are a decent sweet person and you do your best by others then that's the thing that people that you should be around will take away rather than any physical imperfections you're worried about and as for your ex you know saying that saying that you know that backhanded compliment it's, it's my fucking it's one of my pet hates it's it's a it's a problem that men have it, you know I, you know i i, I I'm not going to get too deep into it now, but the fucking wanky side of sort of like early part of this century when fucking that negging thing became a thing. And I, I see it and I hear it sometimes and I have to, I've picked blokes up on it. It fucking aggravates me. That fucking backhanded com- compliment to be insulting to someone that you really, really fancy, but the, the way you think you're going to get to them is by saying something really horrible about them. So they actually start questioning everything about them to maybe somehow find you fucking relatively attractive. It's a fucking pet hate. I fucking loathe it. And I've done it with blokes. I've picked them up and it really upsets and pisses me off. And I think you're best out of that relationship for a start because if he's fucking saying things like that, then fuck him. Uh, And I think, yeah, you seem like a decent person. Learn to love it. Don't go through surgery. Don't go through things like that. You know, if if it is that big of a, deal and, and you feel that's a way to do it then yeah whatever you know i'm not telling you to do this dude but you seem like you've got a real strength about you so learn to love it but there's a lot to love about you and i salute you for that you're a sweet sweet soul keep doing you uh great advice as always tom shy giraffe um i mean i've talked about this a lot throughout my life but obviously my eye has been something that like uh i've struggled with for my whole life because it's to me it just feels so obvious and such a major part as soon as you look at me you see it and um you know I've talked about this in the past but 
it's kind of shaped me in a way, like because I feel like I, I genuinely don't believe I'd be a comedian if I didn't have a lazy eye, and it, I, I just feel like it's it's something that's kind of shaped my childhood, and I used to get comments about it all the time at school and at uni, and well, obviously even now, and it's it, I, I just. Um, I've sort of learned to accept it. You know, it's part of me. It's part of who I am. And I feel like it's sort of almost weirdly part of my identity. And I, I don't think I would change it, to be honest with you. Having said that, on the way back from uh, Finland, uh, two of the hosties asked for a photo. And I took a photo with them. And they posted it on Instagram. And I just looked completely fucking stoned in the photo. And I, I didn't, you know, I was a bit tired. I just hated the photo so much, so much that I messaged them to the point. <laughs> to apologise for how I looked in the photo. So it still fucks me up now, to be honest. Very rarely am I happy with a photo of myself. So much so, as we talked about, I got did got someone to do a drawing of me because I couldn't face having a photo of myself on my tour poster. So, I mean, I guess I'm not the best person to advise because I haven't dealt with it myself properly. But what I would say is I wouldn't change it. And your nose is, you know, as Tom said, you fixate on things. You are beautiful with the nose that you have. And so you've just got to sort of accept that yourself and you don't need to change anything about yourself. That is that is the fact. Do you know what I mean? And people that are making comments are just, you know, deep down, they're grateful that they've got something else to talk about rather than their own fucking insecurities and hang-ups that they're dealing with. Do you know what I mean? So fuck them. You know, like the, 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 the fact of the matter is, is that human nature is, you know, and it's, it's how bullying happens, is that when somebody targets somebody for something, everybody else is secretly grateful because it means that the attention's off them for a bit. Do you know what I mean? And they can focus on this other thing. So I'm sorry that you're that your experiences have made you feel self-conscious about it. But Tom and I are both telling you now, you needn't be. Do you know what I mean? You have got a great nose. You're a great person. Fucking love yourself, nose and all, and go out there and fucking slay. Yeah. Have a great year. My girl. Okay. Uh, that is about time for us. So, uh, Tom, could you please do us the honour of seeing us out of the last Wolf and Owl of the year? Yo, yo. People will talk about this last week like it's the end of a marathon and after this race is finished, there'll be another one. Another one that you might be able to compete in more. The trouble with New Year for me is it's not the end of anything or really the beginning of anything. It's a lap. It's a lap of life that we keep on running. And it's always good to have your eye on a better time or be critical of the lap that you've just run. But the main thing is enjoying just being in the race, enjoying looking around at the other people running alongside you. Have a little smile, a nod. Some people are going to run a little faster at times. Let them be. Some people are going to run a little slower. Maybe just slow your pace down just to tell them it's okay to not be at the front of the pack. Truth is the matter, most people are just going to be in the same place in the pack. A big huddle of people running together. And that's sometimes the most comforting place to be. Always look behind. Always look in front. But always be present with those that you're around. Big love. Thanks for listening to... <laughs> two, two, two. <laughs> Thanks oh, for listening awesome. in 2020. Oh, it's going so fucking well, so I want it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to 2022. It's been an honour to have been in your ears and in your hearts. And may I say one last thing to the man sitting on the other screen. <laughs> <laughs>
the owl. Thanks for being the best buddy a guy could have. Oh, my God. That was absolutely beautiful. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening uh, all year. Tom and I, I think I speak for both of us, we are in utter disbelief uh, that, that anybody <laughs> listens to this podcast. So, so, so thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for doing so. We really appreciate it. Uh, can I just say very quickly... Uh, if you're coming to the Manchester or London shows, we're going to be asking on the night. But if you've got something that you'd like us to discuss uh, on the night as part of the the live show, please email in at wolfalpod at gmail.com and specify the date and location of the show that you're going to be on. Uh, and we will make sure we put that in uh, if we can. Uh, we look forward to seeing it at the live shows. Genuinely, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It's we love doing it and uh, I love Tom as you know hopefully that's clear despite the fact that I yes I do pick him up sometimes but it's just from a it's coming from a place of love uh, so um, look after yourselves and each other uh, JT can you please take us out with a little bit of Little Sims Gorilla uh, we will see you in 2023 love you guys bye 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 guys Sim Simma, who got the keys to my blood clot? Bimma, big time driller, monkey to gorilla. Who is this woman that I'm seeing in the mirror? Drink 42 and smoke cigar. Name one time where I didn't deliver. Silent figure, I was just on the ends dropping gems with my friends. I got a 3310 and a pack of blems. Then got the gold, full black, circle back again. Rapping when nothing progressive was happening. Ooh, pain tolerance couldn't break us. Pay homage if you respect. Bet how we came up cool 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 if you have a problem opinion feedback or anything at all please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com that's wolfalpod at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you mainly because we don't have any content ideas thank you <laughs>